Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we're glad you are, and happy Memorial Day to everybody. Always want to keep that in perspective. We're very, very grateful to the to the millions of American families who have uh, have, have lost their loved ones to protect all of us, and we're grateful uh, to everyone who has served in the great American military. It is Memorial Day. The Golden Eagles are the Sun Belt Conference champions. It has been quite a week out in Montgomery, Alabama, and we are happy to uh, bring on our show this Monday uh, head baseball coach Scott Berry. And Coach Berry, first of all, I just want to say congratulations. What a great week, and uh, what a joy it was out there covering your kids. Well, Bob, thank you. It really was. And I'm so glad that you let in about Memorial Day and what it means in each one of our lives. And and our prayers and thoughts do go out with those that that that, that lost their lives serving us and uh, in uniform, and certainly with their families that now are are uh, are missing their loved ones as well. So that's the true meaning of this day uh, as we celebrate uh, those people and uh, and also uh, what what it means in our program uh, with the with the regional moving forward. So thank you. It was a great great week. Uh, you know, a lot of great challenges that we faced. And uh, appreciate you guys going out there and covering it for us and bringing it all back to the listeners. Uh, no question about that, Coach. All right, so uh, we'll, we'll talk about the regional. Obviously, everybody knows by now you're going to Auburn. You're going to play Samford uh, in the opening game, and we'll get to that. But first, I want to talk about the tournament. And before I get to individual games, Coach, this occurred to me. You, you've won a lot of conference championships, regional championships, tournament championships in your great career. But where did this Sun Belt? tournament championships stack up uh, against all those other accomplishments? Well, you know, being the last year, I, I won't lie to you, it was very special. You know, there was one thing about going into this decision last summer in August. I really I really wanted to see us into the Sun Belt Conference in our first year. I wanted to see what it was all about. Uh, I felt like that we ended our run uh, on the baseball side in Conference USA on top. We were the ones that everybody was chasing over the last several years here, and so I wanted to take that momentum into this turn, into this league, and, and see what it was all about. See the new venues that I had had a chance to see in, in my career, and meet some new people that I've heard a lot about, and and develop some new friendships. So, I uh, it was it was special, and to cap it off with uh, being able to win that conference tournament, and, and you know. I hate that we missed the regular season title or even sharing it with Coastal Carolina, who's 
a very good program. I think we missed that regular season, but so proud of our guys to uh, to go in there this past week and play the baseball that they played and win that title. It wasn't easy. No, no question. It was great, great tournament. All right, let's get started. Let's let's review every game, then we'll talk about the region. <clears throat> James Madison, you open up Wednesday. You win seven to one. I'm just going to say two words. So I'm going to let you fill <laughs> I in. I know what you're going to say. I'm going to say Tanner Hall. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Uh, he was he was remarkable, wasn't he? I mean, man, did he ever show up nine innings? I mean, he covered the whole thing, kept our staff fresh as as we had to navigate through uh, that tournament. But that first one was all important to get in that winners bracket and stay out of the losers. And he didn't disappoint against the James Madison team that I felt like you know prior in the season when they faced him. They gave him fits. You know, they had 12 hits against him here at Pete Taylor Park in the regular season. Uh, we're able, I think, to score five runs. Three of those were uh, earned runs. But still, they had a great game plan and, and really, really uh, tested him in that first one. But there was no test this, this second time around with, with what he was able to do. And nine strikeouts, no walks, three hits, and only giving up one run, and it was unearned. So, Great performance out of him, backed by a seven-run offense uh, production from our guys. You know, I think the the biggest one there was, you know, you had Nicky uh, Nicky uh, Monastere hit a two-run homer there in, in right. the fourth that, that put us, uh, you know, up one after after James Madison had scored that unearned run. But you know, our offense scored two other or three other innings. We went four straight, putting up runs and just kind of kept that momentum going and and pushed pushed that deficit further away from James Madison, which, you know, you could tell they just were not going to recover off from the stuff that Tanner Hall was presenting to them. No question, right? Tanner Hall has to be right up there with Nick Sandlin, Walker Powell, uh, the great pitchers in Southern Miss history. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, he is a special young man, and we're just blessed to have him in our program. All right, Thursday afternoon, what I think was the most exciting baseball game of the whole tournament, a 7-6 to six win over Troy. Walk-off single in the bottom of the ninth. Game is tied three times. Troy ties the game in the top of the ninth. And then our guys uh, come back and, and win it in the bottom of the ninth. But what a competitive game between two really good baseball programs. It really was. And I mean, like you said, it went back and forth. And, and Billy gave us a, a great start, you know, going five innings once again, not depleting that bullpen. Nico came in in relief through two and a third innings. And, of course, Justin Storm got the win in, in an inning and two-thirds. But, you know, credit our offense for every time that, that Troy had an answer for us. You know, we had a couple of times where we needed those shutdown innings. But uh, they were resilient enough, and, and Troy, and, and being able to to cut that margin back with with them being able to score runs. But our offense kept pushing the envelope, and, and we're one run better than than Troy on a tough night, but a great win by us. No question. I'm glad to see Troy in the tournament. I think well deserving. I, I thought Troy was a really good baseball team. All right, so yes, we, I did too. We take a day off. You kind of expressed to me after the game in the press conference, you'd have just as soon played the next day. We come out, uh, is it fair to say maybe a little flat uh, Friday morning and, and we drop a 2-4 to four loss to uh, Appalachian State? Yeah, I got kind of fooled. I won't lie to you because I'm an early riser, and uh, certainly I got up at 5 what I normally do, and, and we were having breakfast at 6.30 with a 9 o'clock game, and you know App State had already played two of those 9 o'clock games, so they were used to the alarm clock hitting it, but 
you know, when I looked down at my from my balcony down there at the restaurant, I could see several of our players up eating. I thought, well, good, they're up and ready to go. But you know, it felt like when we when they said play ball, we kind of hit the snooze button, and uh, we just really never got any any momentum. And and certainly, App State guy did a great job, and their pitching staff of of being able to step up in those moments. They'd had a big big win the night before against Troy to eliminate Troy, so. Certainly, they had that sense of urgency, and their season was on the line. You know, I felt like uh, we were going to have an at-large bid if we didn't win the tournament and, and get the automatics. So, of course, I would never tell our team that, but I felt like we had done enough. But you never know if you have. But App State was faced with you know either win or their season was over, and they knew that. They had that sense of urgency, and they brought it to us in that day. Uh, and, and really, really played well, and honestly outplayed us. You know, they outhit us twelve to five. Uh, we were able to minimize uh, as far as as far as the uh, the runs go. I thought our I thought our guys did a great job. Matt gave us four innings, and Cross Sibley gave us gave us uh, four innings. But you know, we just we just didn't play well enough to win that game, and, and didn't deserve to win the game. And it put us in a uh, in a losers bracket with facing App State again that night, where. Obviously, if we lose, then, then we go home and, and watch the selection show today and wonder if our name's going to be called versus win and continue to play the next day on uh, on Saturday. Well, or, I'm then, sorry, on Sunday yeah. for the championship. Well, then later in the day, App State sees the real Southern Miss, and uh, they get 10 runs, 15 hits by eight players. You win the game 11-1, but i got to talk about Will Armistead. What a what a step up performance by that kid! Seven complete innings of pitching. Well, you're exactly right, and and I'll I'll tell you, I was not surprised at what he did. You know, he is that obviously that's the longest stint that he has had the whole year, but he has started some games for us. Uh, you know, so it wasn't he wasn't used to not playing that role. You know, for us, he's actually had started three games and had twelve appearances prior to that. Um, you know, most of those coming out of the bullpen. But, you know, he used, I don't think he'd ever pitched more than the three innings. But I knew he had the stuff to do it. He was a starter at, at Itawamba, so it wasn't a stranger to him to, to go more than three innings. But our plan was is to uh, to let him start it and let him go as long as he could to keep that, that staff fresh. And, you know, as we say a lot of times, the star's born every day. And certainly Will Armstead was that star that – that shined for us that day, along with our offense. There were two great things that happened in that game, uh, Bob, and I want to see there was one, Will Armistead, going the complete game, seven innings, but it was also our offense that were able to run rule App State and, and save us from having to pitch two more innings and possibly using some of our bullpen to uh, to win that baseball game. So it gave us an opportunity to be fully rested. Both of those both of those sides of the ball really complimented us and set up a, a good situation for us against uh, Lafayette on Sunday. And when we come back, uh, head coach Scott Berry will talk about the championship game against an old rival, Louisiana Lafayette. We'll look ahead to the Auburn Regional where the Golden Eagles are getting ready to take on Samford College. Uh, 36 and 23 on the year. Lots to talk about with Coach Scott Berry as the Eagle Hour continues.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, we want to thank Southern Bank Corps. That's where we're broadcasting today. Kelly's back from the Indy 500. He's kind of quiet over there right now, but he's going to get involved. Uh, and we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio in Hattiesburg. Luke is out. Opening segment was sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, and uh, they're great supporters of our show. And this one by Campus Bookmart, and there's no finer lady, Heck Kelly, in Hattiesburg than Miss Kathleen at Campus Bookmart. Yeah, and I've, and I've heard from, because I was up at the Indianapolis 500, and part of my contract with the, with the Eagle Hour, full mm-hmm. disclosure, right. is that week is kind of my week right. to go up to the Indy 500. So right. we were following, Coach Barry, we were following all the Eagle action up there, but... Um, so we were we were with you morally and spiritually and all that kind of stuff, but the Indy five hundred yeah. mine and, Eagle fans everywhere, brother. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, a couple of years ago, I ran into the South now South Al football coach Kane Womack in yeah. the pits, yeah. you know, up there at Indy. So you never know. All right, glad to have Coach Barry back, Coach. Let's uh, let's move on because we want to talk about the upcoming tournament. But Championship Day, Old Foe, Louisiana, they pull off what I don't think anybody expected them to do. They double up. East uh, Coastal Carolina uh, to get to the championship game, and then uh, so you knew you knew it was going to be tough. You knew the Cajuns were not were not going to be easy. But you know, again, you just got stellar pitching. I, I thought Mazza was just electric in the first three innings, and then and then the storm blew in. And when the storm blew in, the lights went out for Louisiana coach. Well, uh, you're you're right, Nico, out the gate. Uh, he really set the tone for us. Uh, you know, the first first two hitters, he strikes out, and then he gets an F eight. So, I mean, we're we're well on our way. Of course, we don't do much in the bottom bottom of half, but he turns right around in the second second inning. He fires in two more strikeouts, so he's got he strikes out four of the six hitters that he faces, and and just really kind of sets the tone at, at what what was going to what they were going to be facing before they ever got to storm. But you know, credit credit Louisiana after after we had taking the lead there, uh, you know, in the bottom of the third. They came back with two runs in the fourth. And, hey, look, the biggest play of the game was the base hit where uh, Reese Ewing throws him out at the plate, which would have scored their third run. No question. What a tremendous defensive play there. So with all the good things that we talk about on the mound, you know, they can't do it themselves. They can't strike everybody out. There has to be some plays on defense, and we saw a number of those. Even in that last inning and that little soft pop-up that Nick Monaster had to come in, very tough play that he had to die for, but that was the first out of that ninth inning and really kind of cut them off from any kind of rally as, as they moved forward. So, but storm, what do you say? Five innings last year against LSU and that Sunday evening game to push us to the, to the winner take all uh, Monday final game. We saw him, you know, really step up for us in that moment. You know, the game plan yesterday was to go with Nico out the gate, then go straight to storm. Don't even save him. Let let both those guys go as far as they can you know, we had Billy Odom available, and he was up throwing. You know, our plan was is to, uh, if we had to use Tanner to close, then we would treat it as a bullpen day only and uh, and felt like he could come in and give us a three outs and, and not jeopardize anything moving forward in that. But thankfully, Storm kept that from happening, and he ended up going the five and two-thirds in relief of Nico. He was magnificent. Reese Ewing's always been one of my favorite players, and you're right. That was a, that was an incredible play he made uh, in left field, and a huge – he's just been a great kid, hasn't he, Coach? Oh, he has. You know, he just continues to work. And, uh, you know, he split – he has split some time. He's played more than, than Tate out there, but – 
you know, he's he's got a lot of experience at this level for us, and has played a lot of uh, in a lot of parts of of what's been our success here. So proud of him. I'm proud of all these all these seniors uh, and and the way that they're going out. You know, and and I think what we need to mention too. In this day of free agency, you look at you know some of these individuals that you know they could have they could have gone elsewhere, but their loyalty to Southern Miss and right. left this program and their investment, you know, I'll forever cherish and be grateful for them to stay to stay with us and, and help bring another championship to this this tradition rich program. That's right, and that starts with Tanner Hall. I mean, I just you know every time I think about the preseason interview I did with that kid when he said. Well, I could never let these coaches make me the pitcher I am and then go play somewhere else. That's just said everything about him. That's what we call company man. That's exactly right. All right, Coach. So the announcement comes this morning. I got to tell you, Coach, I, I, for the life of me, and I, and I did a lot of research, and I'm not going to bore you with it, but I, I'm steamed to see that Auburn and South Carolina are hosting over Southern Miss and Campbell. Well, you know, uh, it's frustrating on my part. Certainly, I would have liked to have uh, brought another regional back-to-back regionals back to Pete Taylor Park and and let our let our team and our players enjoy that great atmosphere and, and let our fan base, you know, um, be the ones that provide that atmosphere. But you know, I, it's and the only thing I'm going to say, Bob, is that you know where the state of college baseball is, particularly at this level, the Division One level, which is the highest level. You know, there's there's so many good out there. There's so many good venues out there, and um, I just it's hard for me to wrap my head around that one conference continues to be the dominant host of 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 them. You know, a record eight of the sixteen hosts goes to one conference, but you know that's that's how it is, and that's in the past now. So uh, you know, our our challenge is is the opportunity that that we've created for ourselves, and that's to go to Auburn in that regional, which is going to be a tough regional. I mean, it's going to be ourselves, Sanford, and Penn, all all winners of their tournaments except for Auburn. The other, you know, Auburn's the only uh, at-large bid, but, um, you know, they'll be the host site and number one seed. The rest of us, the other three, are all tournament and automatic uh, bid winners. So right. everybody's playing pretty good baseball at this time. So, you know, just like any other regional, uh, all the other 15 besides ours are going to be good, tough regionals where, where everybody has a fresh start. Everybody starts at 0-0 and is one of 64 trying to be the one of eight that goes to Omaha. What was the, what was the reaction of you guys this morning when they got that news, Coach? Oh, they were excited. Certainly, I, I they were on the bus. I didn't ride the bus back with them last night. Those bus trips about to kill me anymore. Uh, so I ride back in the van. But, uh, you know, when it was announced that uh, we weren't going to be hosting, certainly they were disappointed because, you know, going in, we, we social media tends to make you believe things that I know are not accurate a lot of times. All they are is guesstimates by uh, by these media services and everybody else that likes to project what will happen. But, uh, you know, you like to think that if you're the fifth RPI league and uh, you you were the second, you finished one, uh, one game behind uh, Coastal Carolina, who won the regular season, and, you know, you've, you've won 40 games against a really good schedule. And I think all of our metrics lined up where it needed to be. If you win the conference tournament, then, you know, felt like that we would be 
you know, considered as a host. And I think we were considered as a host. I'm not saying that we weren't, uh, but, you know, certainly those, our guys were disappointed uh, in it as well. But moving forward, uh, they're excited about the challenge of going to Auburn. You know, it's a four, four, four and a half hour drive for our fan base here in Hattiesburg that can make it just, you know, we had a tremendous attendance in, in Montgomery. We own Montgomery, uh, Southern Miss did, and rightfully so. And, you know, I told the commissioner, you know, if you decide and you really need to think about if you move it to Biloxi, you'll think about own, uh, you will, you will see a lot more yeah, there don't as know, well. Yeah. So. Oh, we're excited. The team's excited about this opportunity. This is what we set our goals for. You know, this is nothing new to, to our program. And, and I told our, our guys that yesterday, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be playing for a conference championship. That's what we do in this program. And, and we're uh, supposed to win it. That's the expectations. And they met those expectations and, and very proud. And, and we feel good moving forward. And this Samford team that the Eagles will play later on this week, Bob, is so good that Auburn apparently is afraid to play Samford. Yes, because they canceled a game with them later, <laughs> later in the season. Yeah, <laughs> yes. we, won't, we won't get Coach involved in that. No, no, no. No, you're right. You, you won the tournament. You had your own radio show there. And you you had all the fans, Coach. It was a Southern Miss tournament. That's what it was. And all the media were, were from Mississippi, Correct. basically. No so, question. They were all sitting up there with me. Yeah, there was a bunch of them. There's no question. I can tell you, the Sun Belt Conference feels very, very fortunate to have the University of Southern Mississippi involved in the Sun Belt Conference now. As well they should, Coach Barry. As well they should. All right, about a minute left. Just your thoughts about Sanford, if you had a chance to even look at them. I have not. You know, I know that uh, I know I've heard that they have a really good arm, a big arm, power arm that uh, that will probably shoot out the gate on on day one. So, you know, we'll we'll start getting in there and and trying to develop scouting reports through synergy and the things that we subscribe to that 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 we can, uh, you know, build our scouting report around. But, you know, they've uh, they're they've they bring a winning streak into into that tournament just like we do and just like Penn. Uh, you know, they're very capable of beating you and, and beating anybody just like everybody is. So we will not take them lightly. Uh, but, you know, it's not the opponent we play. It's the game we play and how we play it. And that's what we have to win is the game. So, uh, but but Sanford certainly uh, is a team that, that – it's a, a very good challenge for us. Well, Coach, let me say congratulations to you. We were all really, really happy for you to win that tournament. It was a great pleasure being out there with you and your guys all week. And uh, we look forward to another great weekend of Southern Miss baseball, Coach Perry. Well, guys, thank you very much. And uh, thank you to Eagle Hour for making the trip over there and bringing it back to the fan base. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Coach Scott Berry, everybody, head baseball coach at Southern Miss. Kelly and I are going to have a few thoughts about the uh, – NCAA uh, Are we ever? Yes. And we're going to talk to Ben Milam. William Carey's playing in the College World Series tonight, NAIA. We'll get to all of that next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. We're glad they're due. The Memorial Day edition of the Eagle Hour. Great place to have lunch five days a week. Also, I want to thank Jana King, the King of Clean, for sponsoring the Eagle Hour. They've been working for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, 
Medicine Eatery Stadiums and Worship, they could do the same thing for you. Just go to JanaKingCleans.com. Kelly Sander, Bob Getty, we're in the Southern Bank Core Studios. Bob, we need to send Janet King to the NCAA selection. I did see them after that did App you? State 11-1 to game. They were kind of sweeping the debris out of the state. Well, oh, they need to clean house over at the NCAA selection committee. Well, you're right, and, and let's get started on that. Let me say this first of all, Kelly. So the game ends yesterday, and 10 minutes after the game, my phone rings. It is Steve Davenport. He's the owner of Supertalk. Also owns the Ole Miss Sports Network, a big part of that. Very excited for Southern Miss and says to me, there's no way they can keep your guys from getting a regional. There's no way. We're, we may bring the whole network down and just do an entire day. There's no way your kids don't get a regional. Wrongo. <laughs> so the regionals uh, go to half, half of the friggin' field to one conference, which that's the first embarrassing situation. But I want to single in on two schools. I want to single in on Auburn, whose who's athletic director, by strange coincidence, is the chairman of the selection committee, and South Carolina. Let's start with South Carolina. 39-19 and 19 on the season. Pretty good, right, Kelly? Great record. Respectable. Right. Let me let me reel who, off 19. I was going to say, who did they beat, Bob? Could you tell me? This who? constitutes 19 of the 39 wins. Three wins against UMass Loyal. We know that's a powerhouse. Two games against Winthrop College. One game against Queens College. Who the hell knew Queens College had a baseball team? Uh, three games against Penn. One game against North Carolina A&T. Two against the Citadel Military Academy. Two games against USC Upstate. That's Th- South Carolina, by the way, not Southern okay. Cal. <laughs> three games against Bethune-Cookman. One game against Presbyterian, one game against Charleston. That's 19 of their 39 wins. In their last 14 SEC games, they go 3-11. and 11. Let me repeat that. In their last 14 league games, they were 3-11. and 11. They're a host team. Besides having two other regional sites in the state of South Carolina. Correct. Now, if you're talking a state the size of Texas, that's one thing. You're talking about a state the size of South Carolina that has a regional host at Columbia, a regional host at Clemson, which nobody argues about right, Clemson, right, right. and Coastal Carolina. And although the Chanticleers are in our conference, in the Sun Belt, which we're glad that the Shants are in the tournament and deserve to be, why did the Shants get to host you know, a, the tournament when they didn't get to the Sun Belt Finals. Right. All right. They win the regular season, certainly. Right. They didn't even get to the Sun Belt Finals. All right. And if you if you don't have the other two regionals at South Carolina, I can see that. But if you're going to give one to Clemson and Columbia, which you shouldn't have, then that other regional should have been given to somebody else other than the Chanticleers. Again, right. don't get me wrong. We're glad they're there. We're glad that there are four teams from the Sun Belt in. But if you saw the, the show this morning, two of the last four teams that got in were Sun Belt in. Troy and Louisiana. Right. All right, let's talk about Auburn. That's where the Golden Eagles are going. Auburn with a blistering record of 34-21. and 21. They have losses to two losses to southeastern Louisiana. They they lost a series on their home field of southeastern. Uh, they've lost to UAB, Georgia Tech, and Troy. Uh, they have seventeen SEC wins, ten of which are against Georgia, Missouri, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. Now, normally Mississippi State and Ole Miss are good wins, but we all know that. With all due respect, we all know they had really bad years. 
Missouri sucks. Missouri. And Georgia fired their coach. And so did Missouri. Right. So you got Missouri and 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 Georgia both now looking for new coaches. So right. not exactly marquee wins. No. And then John Cohen, who is their athletic director, who who credit to ESPN, they did press him about this. Ask how did Auburn get a tournament over Campbell? They Campbell was the school that they were mentioning, which is the top fifteen RPI team. And he of course said, "Well." I leave the room when they're talking about Auburn. But then to show you how honest he really is, they then he brings up, he brings up, that they were saying that the RPI system really needs to be adjusted. And he brings up, well, one thing we're really going to have to adjust are these schools canceling midweek games late in the season to protect their RPI. That's not college baseball. What he failed to mention was in the last two weeks, his school, Auburn, canceled games with Jacksonville State and Sanford. The hypocrisy was so thick it was pouring out of the remote on my TV, Kelly. And Sanford and Jacksonville State are both capable. Obviously, Sanford's in the regional, right? So the Sanford Bulldogs and the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State are both good enough teams that could beat Auburn. Yes. But the hypocrisy is appalling. And Scott Scott is a diplomat. He's He's not going to say a whole lot publicly. But I, I can just tell you, folks, he's as frustrated as we are. It, it's... Southern Miss, and, and look, Campbell Campbell is an elite school, uh, baseball school. Believe it or not, I mean they're no, they are. The Camels are very, very. You're Southern Miss, Kelly. Now you you take your Southern Miss hat off for a minute, okay? Defending regional champion, right? Forty wins for the seventh consecutive year. They win nineteen of their last twenty-one games. They finish one game out of the regular season Sunbelt Championship and win the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. 41-17, and 17, 19 of your last 21, defending regional champion, seven straight wins, seven straight years of 40 wins or more. What do you have to do to get a regional? I, I, don't, I don't think there's what, – what do you have to do? That's the $64,000 question, isn't it? And I mean, the, the, the league, obviously, that he was talking about with the eight hosts, which is half of them, is the SEC. Every single SEC team that qualified is in the damn postseason. Excuse my language. As a host. Yeah. As a host. All right. He even talked about breaking down the, the Auburn Regional. Southern Miss won their tournament. Sanford won their tournament. Right. Penn won their tournament. The Quakers win their tournament. The only team that didn't win their tournament was Auburn. Right. And they're the host. Right. Correct. <laughs> Same thing as South Carolina. Right. They didn't win their tournament. They didn't hardly win a game the last month of the season. So I, what I want to know is, is why doesn't somebody in the NCAA, th- and this is, not a, this is not a Southern Miss discussion. This is just a general conversation piece. Why doesn't somebody lead some type of revolt just saying, you know what, we've had it. We're, we're done. We're done with y'all. We're gonna 100%. we're gonna start another league. Come with us if you want to. But you know what? If all of us leave, the SEC can just play themselves. All right. Right. And if enough of us stick together and just say no, we're we're tired of it. It's right. it's not fair. And and I know what the SEC is going to say in response. 
your last two national champions in baseball have come out of our league. Well, when you have half the, the host sites to begin with, you've given an advantage to start. A hundred percent. But I'm saying that would be their argument. All right. So what I want to see this year and somebody, if John Cohen, with all due respect, and the committee want to start tinkering with the RPI, what they need to start doing right now is with these host teams, see what their records are. All right. Coming out of region. If these teams don't have a... 80% winning percentage, they need to quit giving these same teams Correct. over and over. And, and and I do get the thing, he says, well, it's a regional thing, you know, the northern teams are at a disadvantage because of the weather, so on and so forth, and, and I get that. But if you want this thing to be equaled out, the Iowas, you know, I'm glad Indiana State got one, right? The Sycamores, good for them. But more schools like Indiana State and Iowa, and Colorado, and Cal Irvine, and some of these other schools, they need to be able to... only one regional in the state of California on the West Coast. And three in South Carolina. Correct. Campbell University, 44-13, and two road wins over a top-10 East Carolina team, a road win over number seven Coastal Carolina, two road wins over Louisiana, 44-13, and 85-30 and in the last two years, no regional. So it's, this is not a Southern Miss argument, but Campbell and Southern Miss got hosed for the benefit of Auburn and South Carolina. And it's because if you ask the average guy on the street, who is Campbell, their their answer is probably going to be, I, I don't know. I've never heard of the, the Campbell Camels. You know, and unfortunately, that's part of it, too, you know, is is recognition. Coastal Car- Who had heard of Coastal Carolina up until they won the Natty, you know, six or seven years ago? Well... I'm told that I'm told that the Samford game got rained out. Okay, maybe that's right. But but the point being, and I I appreciate the correction. The point being, we know that we know that SEC schools are notorious about canceling these games down the end. And any of us that follow college athletics know that they get such preferential treatment. And it points Kelly to the NCAA basketball tournament, where a lot of schools get in. Everything's played largely on a neutral site. There's where you need to move college baseball. And you could and I would I would argue with the NCAA you could make as much, if not more, money by letting these neutral sites compete in a business sense for the right to host these games. But you agree the Golden Eagles can go to Auburn and win that tournament. That would be nothing sweeter than to do that. Pretty damn sweet. Exclamation point. All right, William Carey's in the NAIA World Series. They won their opening game. They're playing, I think, tonight. Am I right? Tonight? Lewiston, Idaho. And we're going to be talking to their play-by-play guy, Ben Milam, next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, I want to thank 4th Street Barn Grill for their sponsorship of our program. Also, D1 and D-Back, great place to do uh, softball, baseball training. Mo Bay Beignet, it's always a good day for a beignet. <laughs> did, you, did you get that? Oh, you're a poet wow, and didn't even know it. That? Yeah. Always a good day for a beignet at Mo Bay. 
Beignet. Appreciate Scott Berry joining us today because I know he's got like a thousand interview requests, but he's always on our show. And I wanted to ask you, did, did Will Hall behave himself over there? I mean, he, he gets a little correct. wound up. He did show he? up. Yeah. He, Coach did show up. He, yeah, he gets a little and, wound uh, up at those baseball games. No, he visited with us for quite a while, and of course, uh, of course, we were happy, happy to have him. All right, uh, there's another uh, baseball team in Hattiesburg, still in the national hunt. And that, of course, is the William Carey Crusaders. You can hear their game tonight. Scheduled to start at 8.35 p.m. from the NIIA World Series. Right here on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Ben Milam is the play-by-play voice for play-by-play announcer for William Carey. He's also a, a member of our team here and a great friend of ours. He's in Lewiston, Idaho, awaiting tonight's game. Ben, Crusaders get off to a great start. Tough tough match tonight yeah not as tough as it gets on paper i mean this is uh this is the defending national champion in southeastern university out of lakeland florida and they have they have had one of the best seasons in nai baseball history I mean, they're 56 and 4 out of the sun conference they ran through the the sun conference which is year in and year out typically the toughest conference in nai baseball uh just not a not a whole to be found in the lineup all three starters are transfer i mean it really is a transfer heavy roster because they lost a lot of last year's national championship team but they have they this is not a rebuilding year suffice it to say they've just totally reloaded uh they're the best offense in the country they're second in the country in team era they've got a deeper bullpen than most teams in this tournament it's going to be tough all the way around but the way the crusaders are playing Every game is winnable at this point. And and Ben, is it is it true that uh, they were scheduled to play Auburn, but Auburn canceled that game as well? <laughs> That's right. The, the RPI didn't fit for John Cohen. He didn't look at the RPI matchup. No. Yeah. Well, I, see, th- this is starting to fall together now. Now here, Bob, when you look at this, you know, it wasn't. It didn't surprise me, Ben, that the Crusaders were able to beat a team from Nebraska because if there was. One thing that I did believe that John Cohen said this morning is that baseball is regional and the Southern teams tend to do... That's the only thing I believe that John Cohen said. (laughs) That the Southern teams do tend to do better than teams from the upper Midwest, you know, or or the Northeast because of the weather. But you've got got a team down in Lakeland, Florida, that's that's Tiger Town where the Tigers have spring training. So, I mean, these guys have known how to play for a long time. So, how is uh, Bobby Halford going to play this one tonight? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think Coach Hoffer would tell you they probably don't do anything different than what they've been doing. It'll be AJ Simpson starting on the mound for the Crusaders, and and he's he's been kind of the one B this year. Andrew Shira had a really good outing on Friday. He's the SSAC Pitcher of the Year, and he's kind of become the ace. But AJ, he's he's got the kind of stuff that's going to play well against this lineup. I mean, I, I think I, I counted six former Division One guys in the Southeastern order, and they're. Shortstop Isaac Nunez batting 460 on the year with 15 home runs, and they lead the country in home runs. So it's a kind of power hitting ball club. But AJ's got power stuff. He's up to 96 when he's really throwing it on the mound with a good slider and changeup. So he's going to have to be really good. You'd love to get six or seven innings out of him, and you're going to have to swing the sticks. They're starting a big lefty, six five lefty out of the State College of Florida, first year with Southeastern, and he's got power stuff, too, from the left side. So it's a tough matchup, but I feel like it's a tough matchup for Southeastern, too. It's kind of, to me, on paper, you know, a lot of people said William Carey was kind of one of the dark horses 
And this is really, really going to set up the rest of the tournament in a lot of ways because in a compact tournament like this, you really have to stay in the winner's bracket. And this again, this matchup is as tough as it gets, but if you can get it done, you're going to be in a really good spot. Real quickly, uh, Ben, one of the things that BH, Bobby Hoffer, has said over the years is that he, he some of the teams that he's had just hasn't been a, a mentally tough as he would like them to be. I'm guessing this team is about as mentally tough as he's had in a while. It is. It is. And they've, they've had the high expectations. They've had the pressure on them really all year with, with what you had on paper. This was, you know, what should have been one of Bobby Hawford's best teams he's had. And they've, they've lived up to that bill. They had the pressure coming into the opening round and dominated in all three of those games. And they're playing loose, man. They're having fun. It's, it's been really enjoyable to be around them. They're coming in with a ton of confidence. And like you said, I think they're mentally in the right spot. Well, they're pushing 50 wins, aren't they, Ben? They are. They're right, right there. You know that that's that's unbelievable. Any team, fifty right. wins at the college baseball. All right, the ball game will be heard live tonight on ninety-seven point three here in Hattiesburg, or you can hear it online at supertalkhattiesburg.com. Ben will uh, be on the call. We appreciate you, man, and we're going to be checking in with you all week as uh, we're really enjoying this coverage that we can provide of William Carey baseball. Well, happy to have you all with us and. Yeah, hope, hope to have you all tuning in at 8.30 tonight. All right, Ben Milam, everybody, the dashing Ben Milam. Young, brash there. as well. Young, brash, dashing. <laughs> just Bulletin just came across Auburn is trying to cancel the <laughs> opening game against Penn where they can be better prepared to play Southern Miss. They would, they would just like the, the free pass to the Super Regional. But if it makes you feel better, John Cohen left the room and he's having nothing to do with Oh, yeah, well, he can't be there while they're talking about Auburn. Of course not. <laughs> So do we have to leave the room when we talk about John Cohen? (laughs) Happy Memorial Day, everybody, and uh, thank you to all of our veteran families across the country. Kelly and I back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Southern Miss. To the top. To the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.